Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is March 2nd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well and in good spirits with high hopes. Um, as for me, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm good now. I feel like I'm in a good place now. Um, this week, Monday, Tuesday, was I was not feeling it. I was not a fan <laughs> Um, I don't know. It just was, it was rough. I had a couple of, uh, little snags that hit me up and I, I just was not feeling it. Um, no. And, and also I guess I haven't had any good food. So that's, that's another, another bummer. <laughs> I am, um, I'm currently wanting these pretzel bites from Culver's and I just cannot get my hands on them. Uh, I've only really tried like technically, I guess twice now in a week's time, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to scratch the itch or just let it die. I'm not sure yet. But um, <laughs> if I get them, I will definitely be on here to give you a review. That is for sure. Um, let's see, though. Before I get into um, any more news, any more me time, me corner, um, I don't want to forget the top of the month shout outs. Let me go ahead and get them. My, my two strongest warriors. Um, shout out to Stephanie Renee. Shout out to Denver McIntosh. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for being the best newsies I could ever have. You're my dynamic duo. Thank you for holding me down. Y'all the best. Um, you know, they didn't have any, like, you know, shout outs or plugs, but that's okay. That's nice. They, they take it easy on me. And, um, you know, they'll listen to the episodes. They don't, they don't have any crazy comments or anything like that. They just listen. They just chill. I like that about them. Um, but, yeah, back to me. Um... Let's do a little tech corner. I, I don't talk too much about tech, <laughs> uh, mainly because I don't really upgrade it too often. Uh, but I um, I got into an issue with my old headphones. I had a pair of wireless uh, push active Skull Candies, and um, I um, headphones are important. I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a lame, corny thing. You know, like, oh, yeah, music is important, blah, blah, blah. But no, I really do have a headphone in my ear uh, about anywhere from, like, 8 to 10 hours almost every day, uh, with the exception of the weekends. Uh, but even then, back when I was doing DoorDash, I was definitely listening to music in my headphones because I have a shitty um, stereo setup. Uh, don't ask. Whatever. Uh, so... Listen to a lot of music a lot in my, you know, or in, and actually I say music, but really I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. So I need to be up with the Joneses. I need to have, um, you know, I just need to have a good setup. It's important to me. Um, so one of my headphones went out and I was like, well, it, it didn't go out all the way, but the sound quality in one ear was just completely off and the other one was fine and it was driving me nuts. And so I go... And I get a pair of JLab um, headphones, and they were like $30. And my first red flag was the fact that it had a no return sticker on it. I was like, oh, well, I mean, I'm sure they'll be all right. I'm sure they'll they'll make it through a season or at least, right? Um, I get them, and I try one ear, works fine. Try the other ear, nothing. 
and I'm devastated. I'm hurt. I'm so tilted. I expected them to like maybe be boo-boo quality, but at least both of them to work. Turns out, no, one ear works perfectly fine, and the other one just doesn't work at all. That's the problem here. Um, so I was in my woes. I was very upset, and I was determined to just, uh, you know, spin my way through this problem. So the next day, I go from Micro Center and I go to Best Buy, which to me, I was like, oh, well, this is probably going to be worse off for me. But like, I, I, um, I pick a couple of pairs, like um, a pair that was really similar to mine that were called JBL something somethings, uh, Peak Active or something like that, maybe, or Endurance Peak. I think it was Endurance Peak 3. And it was between that one and the Jabba 3 Elites. And um, I talked to a cashier and they were very helpful. And I was leaning on just doing the money thing and just picking the more, more expensive version, which were the JBLs. I like them a little bit more just because they have the ear clip. And I, um, even though I'm not an active guy, I, um, like I said, I have the headphone in my ear like for about 10 hours a day and I'm working with it. So like sometimes, you know, I'm doing a little physical stuff. I'm chucking cardboard, you know. I don't want to lose my headphone into the garbage, you know, I don't want to, I don't want that to happen to me. So I was wary about that, weary about that. Um, but the guy's like, hey, these Jabba ones are cheaper and they do sound better. And I was like, oh, I'm sold. Thank you. So I always love, and you know, this is a free tip because I, I mean, I don't know if you've done retail or not, whatever. They're going to tell you always upsell, upsell, upsell. Obviously, if you have to, you got to, whatever. But organic sell like organic sales where you're just telling the person what a thing is and how to help them like I think that just it does so much it, it's so different and it's one of those things that I remember way more and makes me want to come back to a place um when I get those kind of um experiences so it was nice to have that it was nice in uh, the year 2023 yes 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 um so yeah there's tech corner Food Corner, sorry, I got nothing. I just been eating a bunch of snacks. I did try the new popable, like pop crepe thing. The thing, the easiest way I can describe them, it's the uh, popcorn chip things that they were selling on the Super Bowl with Walter White and Breaking Bad. So those were a thing. I tried them. They're okay. I would eat them again, but they didn't rock my world, and I would still rather have like Smart Pop or something like that. So. Or, like, I mean, they were more flavorful than a rice cake, though. So I'll give you that if you're, like, doing a diet. But they're probably not healthy for you. Like, I, I did not look at the nutritional facts. I just wanted to munch on them. So there you go. Yeah. Food, food review. I'm, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I'm already telling you guys it's going to be a long episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad in advance. Um, but thank you for being a real one. And thank you for tuning in. And if you're just a clicker, hey. You're, you're the best. You got to hear my little story, my little spiel about my life for the week. You know, hey, I'm going to maybe talk a little bit more throughout the week on, so hopefully you tune in again. But hey, thank you for doing your part. You're a real one. I salute you. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into some news. I, well, actually, not quite. I, I've i um, been really busy today. I haven't actually, you know, really got to relax. So I'm going to take my little break early. I'm going to be a bad employee. <laughs> Oh, my.
All right. Okay. I'm loosened up. Um, ready to talk about some news. Um, from the Hill. Ukraine denies sending attack drones into Russia territories. Um, so usual at the top of the week, I like to get in a little bit of Ukraine news. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. So I, I tend to always have something to talk about from there. Um, but on Wednesday, Ukraine denied sending attack drones deep inside Russia after several unmanned aircraft allegedly targeted civilian infrastructure and at least one drone crash landed outside of Moscow. Um, now, granted, as serious as that sounds and aggressive as that is, uh, the, gr- the drones did not cause any injuries or significant damage, uh, but they did breach Russian air defenses um, on Monday and Tuesday and shut down airspace over St. Petersburg. So this is a big deal in terms of like a symbolic gesture. Like any time that there's action behind Russia lines, it's it's always something that is very attention grabbing. Um, also, something that's interesting here is the fact that like Ukraine didn't claim it at all. And this isn't a new thing. This is something that like um, it's happened before and sometimes where it's in reference in the article um, with, like, some of the stuff that happened in, like, Crimea with, like, the bridge and shit like that, um, it's one of those things where, like, um, Ukraine always kind of has, like, a tongue-in-cheek kind of response to that, um, but, well, actually, I can read it here, um, this was from my, Mykhailo Padoyak, um, he is an advisor to the Ukrainian president, Vol- Vladimir Zelensky, um, and he denied the accusations from Moscow. Um, he says that uh, Kiev doesn't strike inside Russian territory. Panic and disintegration pr- uh, processes are building up in Russia, reflected by an increase in internal attacks on infrastructure facilities by unidentified flying objects. Um, he sent a tweet. So, I mean, it's one of those things where he's trying to infer, like, hey, maybe this is some infighting. Maybe people are upset at the Kremlin or mad at Putin, and this is, like, you know, they're bad. This is a, this is a personal L, not ours. We're not, we didn't give y'all that. Um, but, I mean, this is where I, I put on my uh, speculation hat. I kind of think they did it. I think they did. And, hey, I say more power to you. Like, at the end of the day, I get having to have the kind of deniability here. You do not want to look like an aggressor in any kind of way, especially in a situation where you've been fighting on your back the whole time. They've invaded your country. They're trying to say it's not a war, all that. So it's one of those things where I I do want to always try to give the best balance, balance coverage I think I can give. You know, biases aside, you know, I try to do my best in that way. But it's one of those things where I go, oh, well, I don't, I don't think that, you know, Ukraine is a lamb in this situation. And that's okay. Like, you're going to do what you can to fight and get any kind of victories you can. Um, I know right now the fighting in Bakhmut is still a thing. That's still uh, um, ongoing. Uh, but um, things like this are technically victories that, you know, play out in the news and things of that nature and are showing that you are making some inroads even if they are kind of a little bit edgy. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to cover that. Also, I really wanted to... The next two articles are China-related, but this is kind of like, you know, us doing the segue thing. So, 
this was a, I'm pretty sure it's like a, like an opinion thing or editorial type thing, uh, from the times, but it's, it, or from time magazine. Uh, I'm not subscribing. I'm just using my one free article here. My one time for the one time, uh, China's peace plan for Ukraine could have dangerous consequences. Um, okay. And I've been thinking about this a lot this week. And, uh, this, this happens a lot (laughs) where I just feel like, man, I'm sure this sounds like every time I hop on the fucking mic and I get into these conversations, I have to sound like some kind of weird, like, China psyop or, like, some weird, like, defender or something. But at the end of the day, I do try to look at this from as many angles as I can. I try to look into the shit. Um, I, I do try to sit there and say, okay, like, yeah, this is how the situation can look, but, like, maybe what is a situation, you know? So... Obviously, I'm not getting these things right all the time. You know, I'm definitely making mistakes. Sometimes balloons can be one thing. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. You don't know. We don't know. And we're always trying to figure that out here in Isaiah's new stand. So, you know, if you don't love my takes, that's okay. I understand. I get it. Um, But hey, I do enjoy good discourse. So obviously, if you think I got it wrong or you think you know more or better, by all means, you can leave a comment. You can hit me up. I'd love to talk about the news. I love it. Uh, I really like to turn this this into a water cooler situation where we can just talk about the shit that's going on in our lives week to week. But anyway, um, China has kind of stepped in a little bit more than they have um, lately. And... They've introduced this, like, 12-point plan uh, to end the war in Ukraine. And uh, we can run through it real quick. I'm not going to, like, run through the actual guts of it. I'm just going to read the, he- the, the, the points. Um, the first is respecting the sovereignty of all countries. Um, also, I, I got this from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the People's Republic of China. There's a link on the Times article that you can click. Um, actually, no, maybe, no, it's not. It's not because this is a one time and I didn't want to spoil it. So I looked this up and it sent me here. Um, I don't know if this puts me on a watch list. So whatever. <laughs> um, respecting the sovereignty of all countries. Uh, two, abandoning the Cold War mentality. Three, ceasing hostilities. Four, resuming peace talks. Five, resolving the humanitarian crisis. Six, Civilians and prisoners of war. Uh, seven, keeping nuclear power plants safe. Eight, strate- uh, reducing strategic risks. Nine, facilitating grain exports. Ten, stopping unilateral sanctions. Eleven, keeping industrial and supply chain stable. And twelve, promoting post-conflict reconstruction. Um, if you ask me, all those things sound good. I don't have any problem with them. Now, in this um, article, they do go through and say, hey, something that is missing here is the fact that um, there's no negotiation about Russia leaving. Um, they can just continue their special operation however they see fit in this negotiation, in this plan as it stands. Um, and then there's also, there's no talk about giving the territory back which is a very hard line um, that Zelensky, that, you know, Ukraine has taken and that the West is backing. Like, look, if you don't give back the land you're trying to occupy because, you know, towards the end of the year, they tried to, you know, expand more from like the Donbass area 
and say, hey, these are our territories now. And then, you know, Ukraine has done some pushing to, you know, reclaim those areas, dispute that. Um, you know, the fighting and stuff is still ongoing. But essentially, Russia still wants to say, no, we claim those. So if we come to a peace talk negotiation, which they too have also been like, no, we're cool too. But if they are going to come to the peace talk, they're saying the exact opposite. They're saying, we're keeping those lands. We're keeping Crimea. That's a fact. And um, we'll work things out from there. So... It really doesn't look like peace is going to be actually achieved here, whether or not China is entering the conversation or not. But I will say it is so strange to see from like, especially, you know, the U.S. American side from what I've read, from what I've read and gleaned, is that there's such a push to like, like portray this as a negative, to portray this as such a bad thing. And they like to bring up how it's like, well, it's kind of weird and kind of cringe and kind of fake friends that G and, you know, the party are saying, yes, you want peace, but you're literally in bed with Russia. Like you guys are friends, you're backing them to the hilt. And they add this big chair on top, of course, saying like you are actively trying to give or sell them weapons. And I just feel like that's hypocritical. And maybe... Like, you know, people are going to come for me, whatever on that. But it's like, yeah, these are political alliances. They, they were set up well before this war. Of course, they're going to continue. Like, just like we have all these alliances and we've been pushing all our shit and funneling all our goddamn aggression through NATO. Like, it's it's just weird to me that we come for China for saying, yeah, like we potentially and China hasn't actually said this, by the way. They're saying, no, like we haven't actually given them any weapons or whatever. And in this article, it's kind of being touted as like, yeah, you know, because we're mentioning it, we're airing it out, we're airing out that laundry. And it's like, all right, all right, Mr. Blinken. Okay. All right, Joe. Like, I guess you did it. (laughs) Um, But this is politics as usual. I just don't see this as like good guy, bad guy in the situation. Um, I mean, granted, when um, the whole drone situation from the Russian end came up, I know that everyone was like, you know, mad at Pakistan, but I mean, that's kind of like a, an ongoing thing, right? Or if it's Pakistan or Iraq, I'm not, you know, 100% sure. I'm, fez- I'm fuzzy on that. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, just like we are funding and backing this whole situation with Ukraine. Naturally, there are going to be some places that are either indifferent, neutral, you know, what have you, or yes, actively supporting Russia. And I, I don't find that to be hyper crazy or weird. Um, that being said, obviously I don't support Russia. I don't think that what Russia is doing is good, but I'm not going to be surprised that politics are going to keep happening, you know? So it's weird to me that this is being portrayed in any kind of way as bad. Um, and that even though like, obviously it's not the most super, you know, balanced play here in terms of like, you know, this 12 point plan, I don't hear any of the points being bad in the plan. So I really just wanted to bring that up to kind of talk about it. Um, it's kind of a vacuum of a uh, subject. But there's a second half here where we're going to talk about just China. And we're also going to talk about COVID. Um, ooh, my favorite subject. Um, crazy that I've podcasted. Like, I think I started what? We started about a year after COVID. I think we started, yeah, we started in like 2021, I think. Um, but it's... It, what is it? It's 2023, right? So three years, three years. And we're already doing this like 
So who did it? We're, we're, st we're still there. We still haven't gotten out of there and we're not even in the endemic stage yet. But let me, let me get started. Let me talk about it. Um, from Al Jazeera, FBI director says China laboratory leak was likely COVID source. Um, so I'll just read the head. I'll, I'll, I'll read the start. February, February, FBI director Christopher Ray says his agency has assessed that the leak from a laboratory in Wuhan, China was likely the cause of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, a lot of motherfucking people like to take that sentence and run miles, laps, and just keep going and, and say, you see, you see, don't you see? But there's so much more to this, in my opinion. Um, and really, we can just continue on reading. <laughs> Ray's comments follow a Wall Street Journal report on Sunday that the U.S. Energy Department had assessed with low confidence I got to repeat that again, assessed with low confidence, the pandemic resulted from an unintended lab leak in China. Now, that's just like one of, I believe, like nine fucking departments. And also, I believe the majority of which believe that it was from an animal source. Um, I believe the term has been used as like an animal reservoir. So essentially just like it contracted and grew from outside, like, so potentially still in China, but from an animal, not from a lab. Then there's another group of people who are like, no, not only was it from a lab, it was a weaponized situation. So like, this was like an intentional thing. So there's like about three camps that are set up about just how COVID got started. Um, there's a lot of fucking focus about, like I said, these from the energy department um and i believe i think one other department and essentially you know this ray guy is sitting on fox news just saying like hey I'm, we're airing it out we're talking about it um yeah the fbi has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in wuhan and it's, this shit just fucking frustrates me because this is a bipartisan thing. It's not just conservatives who think this way. I remember I was trying to get into um, some fucking uh, John Stewart again. I was trying to get back into it because I like The Daily Show. That was one of the like early political things for me um, was watching him. And I really enjoyed his commentary on shit. I really enjoyed how he made it so funny and interesting. Um, but hearing him just go off about how, like, we needed to know what was going on in Wuhan and how this shit started because we can't have this happen again. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, th this isn't important. We need to be focused on getting people literally vaccinated, I feel like. That's more important to me than, like, trying to, like, go back in hypothetical time space and figure out how this shit got started. Like, this is fucking 24 plus. I just don't get that logic at all. At the end of the day, sure, it would be nice to know what was patient zero. Uh, how did this happen? Like, was this, like, the stand? Like, who fucking knows? Like, but the thing is, this is some shit that we might ever, we might never know. So at the end of the day, people can have a theory, can have a thought, but it's crazy that this is like the mainstream theory that is being pushed. It's very frustrating to me to hear, um, 
just people come out of the woodwork and talk about like, well, maybe we should stop calling these things conspiracy theories and start calling them theories, bro, bro. The way I wanted to just get rid of people like that in my life on my timeline. (laughs) I just, I just miss, I miss the like old school eight age conspiracy theorists. Like the kind of guy they modeled and they put on like, you know, X filed, like, you know, fun episodes and shit conspiracy theorists now are so fucking lame so fucking whack to me bro um let me continue reading a little bit more four other u.s agencies along with the along with a national intelligence panel believe that the pandemic was likely the result of natural transmission i gotta read this again so the people in the back can hopefully understand what the fuck i'm trying to say Four other agencies, so more than the two I mentioned before, along with the National Intelligence Panel, believe that the pandemic was likely the result of natural transmission, and two are undecided. So there we go. I mean, they don't have a full thing, so I'm kind of adding my own conjecture for what I've heard from other places here. Um, The Journal reported. So let's see. The White House National Security Spokesman, John Kirby, also said on Monday that the U.S. government had not reached a definitive conclusion and consensus on the pandemic's origins. So, I mean, there's some more blah, blah, blah here, and then they wrap up, um, as I should, because I'm, I'm lingering too long on this shit. But it just bothers me. It gets my goddamn goat that we do a lot of China bad, China bad, China bad. And it, it's it goes back, like... Just, ah, uh, like, I don't know. Since we were doing the modern age shit where we're like, oh, we should stop being like, you know, colonizers and shit. But we also got to make sure that we keep capitalism going. Like, we got to make sure that that's cranking along. Like, and the idea that, like, if you have a communist or, you know, if you have a socialist or communist thought, you should be stamped out. You should not exist. The, the idea that that runs so deep in, like, the Western psyche, and like, all around the world, it's crazy to me. It, it makes me very queasy. It makes me very upset that, like, I, I am in, inevitably a part of it, you know, being in part of the, you know, the imperial core that is America. Um, and I love America. I love living here. I love the, you know, the the stuff I get, the little treats, mm, the jalapeno poppers, I, I eat that shit up, don't get me wrong, but I just hate the way that we view ourselves, and I hate the way that we view others, I hate the way that we stack up the fucking news, and I hate that, like, the way we try to, like, call everything else propaganda, I don't know, it just bugs me a little bit, I know I'm, I'm, I'm really waxing and waning here, but, um, we can move along to some, uh, you know, Bigger breaking news, I want to say, that's kind of been taking place. Um, let's see from the Associated Press. Rescuers comb wreckage of Greece's deadliest train train crash. Um, this was a, plane, uh, a train crash that took place uh, midnight on Tuesday. Oh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. That was a that was a hard one, <laughs> but um, there were two trains that were traveling on the same rail in opposite directions, 
and this is a situation where there's like a double line but these were happen to be on the same line and it's believed so far that it's alleged you know human error that caused this but there was a passenger train and there was a cargo train and they um collided and it was really devastating i believe the total that i have at least that i got from cnn real quick um i believe it's as high as 57 the death toll so i mean just really just devastating event uh the passenger train had 350 people on it many of them were students returning from carnival celebrations um so i mean really sad to just hear some of the stories that have come out i don't want to like bog you down on any of that shit it's something you can read about if you'd like um i will say though a quote that i'm probably actually going to just go ahead and say i'm going to use on the 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 little bio blurb i just like it. i think it's really nice um it's unlikely there will be survivors but hope dies last and just the last part i like obviously um i i i think that's something that um it's hard to remember, right? Like when shit is dark and it feels fucked up and, um, you know, you just want to give up. But as long as you can believe, then there's something to fight for. There's something to scrape for. Life is worth living. And, um, you know, I can't imagine going through some shit like this, um, you know, coming out the end of it or just realizing like, oh, my God, like I had a, a person on that train you know, um, but yeah, hope dies last, that's something I think that I'm definitely gonna take away from reading this, but, um, some other stuff too that's taking place, I believe, um, a train operator, that one of the train operators, um, was arrested, um, but also there was eight rail employees who were among the dead, um, including, oh, including the two drivers, I'm sorry, um i do believe someone was arrested though like correcting myself beforehand though um do 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 um we'll skip that part <laughs> uh temperatures reached 13,000 or 1300 sorry 1300 degrees uh celsius which makes it even more difficult to identify um, the people who are in it, um, which was from a fire spokesperson, Vasilis. Oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this. Varthkalianius. I am terrible with Greek names. I'm sorry. Um, but there also has been like, you know, 24 hour protests and stuff like that. Um, and I believe the transportation minister was like let go or he resigned, I believe. Uh, so, I mean, there have been like things unraveling. Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm kind of getting in the weeds already here. Uh, let me read this, though. Unfortunately, our longstanding demands for staff hirings, better training, and above all else, uh, and above all, use of modern technology, modern safety technology always ends up in a waste paper basket, um, which is something that's really sad to hear. That yet again, this is like an international issue. Obviously, we've talked a lot about um, the train derailment stuff that's, you know, take place in um, 
East Palestine, Ohio. Um, it's really sad to hear that yet again, you could like make a Venn diagram and sure enough in the middle, there is a government neglect at a very high level where they're just like, eh, we don't really need to worry about that though. Let's make this as efficient as possible so that, you know, we're monetizing it as much as possible, essentially saving as much money or making as much money as we can. And it's a shame because people's lives are at stake here. It's not just a ride. It's not just an A to B thing. Like people's lives are on the line every time you turn the key and send the thing out, whether it be a plane, whether it be a train, whether it be an automobile. What the, you know, like, fuck. Um, let's see. Authorities arrested the train or station master. That's who got arrested. My bad. At the train's last stop in the city of Larissa. They did not release the man's name or reason for the arrest, but the station master is responsible for the rail traffic on that stretch of the tracks. He was due to appear before a prosecutor Thursday to be formally charged. And then the transportation minister, Costas Caramanilis, resigned, saying he was stepping down as a basic indication of respect for the memory of the people who died so unfairly. Uh, AKA the least you could do. Um, because I don't really blame employees. People make mistakes, things of that nature. But when it's, when it's government neglect, I, that is something I'm more prone to point the finger at. Um, so I wanted to put that on the radar. I'm sure there, there's going to be more down the pike. We might cover that. Might give you a little bit of these in some. But... This is the most breaking news I got for you. And I'm going to tell you more about it after this break. All right, we're back. From Yahoo News. Alex Murdoch found guilty in double murder trial. Um, so I'm gonna say this is good news. I'm this was um the beginning of an end of a chapter that was a pretty big news thing. Um something I had been learning about um I think technically, yeah, like it might have been around the time I started doing podcasting, maybe a little bit before. But just learning about the Murdoch family, hearing anything out of South Carolina. I mean, these are big things. I wasn't used to it. But um, South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch was convicted Thursday in the double murder of his wife and son, capping a trial that had enraptured the nation. Um, Murdoch, 54, was accused of fatally shooting his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, who were found dead in June 2021 at the family's hunting estate in Collington County. Jurors deliberated for two hours and 50 minutes at Collington County Courthouse in Waterboro, Walterboro, South Carolina. Um, and I got to say, wow, very quick, very fast. Uh, kudos. Jury knew what they were doing. Um, Honestly, I don't have too much of the play-for-play on uh, the trial. 
I, I gotta level with you. This shit just popped, and I didn't get a chance to really, like, take it all in. There was some times where every once in a while I would tune into a reaction or um, I'd see some live coverage or whatever. And um, I gotta say, uh, just the bit that I want to really talk about in terms of just the trial part, because um, I gotta say, I, the, the, I don't have the time. I've already run long anyway to give you the whole lore of the, Murdo the Murdoch family, the whole shit. But this article does a good job of it for starters. And I would definitely tell you to just take it in. And, and there's a, a Netflix um, thing about the Murdoch family as well that at least covers, you know, a, a good chunk of this shit. Oh, man. But. Excuse me. The idea of taking the stand as a, um, you know a person on trial, is very bold. It's always a bold move. Um, typically, I think the two people who are most prone to do it are the um, people who you could say are like, for lack of a better term in my head right now, mentally unwell, a little bit maybe too confident, too cocky in themselves, maybe a little bit of the, that sociopathic nature. Or you are someone who thinks... They are skilled enough, once again, kind of the narcissistic sociopathic nature maybe, but you're, you're a lawyer yourself and you think you can do this. You think you can get up and portray yourself in a good light, in a good way, and you can tell your story with the team, with your, you know, with your defense team, and then weather the prosecution, whatever they lay at your feet. And, and, and this will play in your favor in front of the jury. Um, I gotta say, Alex fucked up on that. I... Granted, he I think he was fucked no matter what. I think the the chips were stacked against this man because the evidence was against this man. <laughs> like, he had lied and said, hey, I wasn't there. Like, I was doing some shit for my mom. It was this really sad, heroic, noble, noble story. But they poked through that shit, and there was literally video with him and his family, and he's at that place that he said he wasn't. So it's like, oh, okay, you caught me. And so... Essentially, Alex tries to the defense of saying, okay, I'm a liar. I lied. But the reason I lied, the reason I not just lied, and obviously this murder stuff, but I, the reason I lied to so many people and have done so much criminal fraud, like I've taken so much money and done all this stuff, is because it's, it's drugs, it's opiates. It's like I, I have a problem. And I just, I thought lying was just the best thing I could do. And I, I've gotten help. But yes, I was a liar. And I lied. I lied because I thought that was the best thing to do in that situation. You know, my family was, you know, this has happened to them. They've, they've died. And, and, I, and I'm here now. Like, this is bullshit. And so the prosecution just ran his ass up. They, they literally, like, said, well, did you lie about this? Did you lie about this? Did you lie about that? And they just go through reading this man of filth because he has to say like, yeah, yeah, I did lie. I lied about that. I lied about that. I lied about that. No, I lied about that. Could you remind me what, who that is, what, what happened? That, maybe yeah, I probably lied about like, and he, they're just, it's just, he's playing himself out and he has no choice because this is the line he's chosen. He has to walk this path all the way off the plank. And um, yeah, sure enough, it didn't take him long. <laughs> like I said, two hours, 50 minutes. Not even three. They had to round up before I, when I initially read this shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
the whole family is pretty crooked. I think there's going to be definitely more fallout to come. And uh, honestly, we're definitely going to do more coverage of this. I think the sentencing is going to be, um, uh, I think, next Friday or something like that. So we'll definitely get that in there. There's going to be more to talk about. But I, I just realized that I'm not going to give you a whole other, like, sub-episode just talking about this man. So, you know, just wanted to speed run summary that, you know, real quick. Talk about it a little bit. Um, but, yeah. So uh, that's that's where we're at. That's where I'm going to leave you guys. It's, you know, it's it's chill time. Uh, Patreon.com, says Isaiah News. If you'd like to donate and become a newsie, like the newsies I mentioned earlier, uh, you get bonus content extra episodes i put up one extra you know each week uh also fast link to the discord you know i got a little popping community you know i post um food stuff things like that so you can actually see some of the food i'm talking about um let's see what else there is also the newsy roll call so you know i do that once a month and like I said, you can also add if you want me to talk about a news thing, if you want me to plug whatever you're doing. I love doing that shit. So, like, you know, five bucks, I'll do it on the podcast. Shit, easy money. <laughs> Let's network. <laughs> Let's link and build, fam. Um, free ways to hit me up, though. IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And I'm on all the socials. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, hopefully though, I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.